Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 28th, last day of February, year of our Lord, 2022. Unfortunately, I am going to be by myself today. Psych! What up, James is, J- James is right here. Welcome to the Bunny Cardigan Show. Of course, joined by the on-again, off-again. Man, it wears a cardigan. James, I was a third of The Athletic. Man, it's been so long, I almost forgot how this- to actually introduce you. James, we're finally back together after two weeks. Is this We're the, back? Is this the? I was gonna say, is this the first bun and cardigan of February? I think it's the second one because we did the first week and then the last two weeks we had to divvy it up. For I was in Chicago and then I was in Cleveland, so yeah. you did the solo one and I did the solo one. Uh, jumping into today, I guess off the rip, what are you promoting, James? What's coming out? Um, I have a story up now on Isaiah Stewart executing the highway screens, which. You talk about the pick and roll, people are like, oh, I wish he was a pick and pop threat. I wish he was a lob threat. Well, what he's doing with the highway screens is leading to very easy points for the likes of Cade Cunningham and Corey Joseph. So if you're not sure what a highway screen is, I go into all that um, and, and show film clips. So just check the Twitter page. It's there. Um, but today is not about me. Well, I actually, really quick, I want to do another thing real quick, just because by the time people are listening to this, what I'm going to be talking about will have already aired, so we're allowed to. Um Johnny Kane had you, Lauren, Omari, and Rod on like a little, I don't know if you want to call it a panel. A round table. Round table, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's going to be airing Sunday night, so yes. people have already seen it. James, how did that go? What did you guys talk about? Um, yeah, Johnny hit us up and wanted to do a round table with all the beat writers. Uh, it was not initially pitched as like a black history month thing but essentially it ended up being that because we are the only all black beat crew in definitely the nba and i'm pretty sure all of american professional sports uh so we just talked about just the job in general stuff that we talk about on this pod that the general public might not know um that goes into it we talked about yeah pretty much like covering the team during covid Uh, it was really fun johnny's really good at what he does it was a good time yeah we went to the congregation which is in detroit it's a it's a coffee shop that used to be an old church mm. uh so it's a really cool spot but yeah that that i think there will be youtube clips too so if you missed it on the live broadcast uh if you're not watching the game for reasons like nicholas Hankel isn't because Mar- marvin bagley isn't playing it's mainly because i'm not watching us lose to charlotte for the 500th time in a row so if marvin was playing you were, you'd feel pretty confident that the pistons would beat charlotte <laughs> no is what i just, no i just mean because it's like i mean i'm of course i'm gonna watch i'm just gonna watch very indifferently and probably not the entire thing like i'm we're at a point except you know what but here's the thing is the pistons have made it remarkably interesting recently you had the cleveland game just before i'm sorry you had the boston game just before the break and yep. you had the, the cleveland game immediately following it and those are two games that i would argue detroit has no business winning last week on the show when it was just me i talked a little bit about that boston win um how some people thought maybe it was a bigger win than milwaukee i think you could also throw cleveland in there too because both wins were tremendous they beat as cleveland twice this month don't forget that and and as it stands uh it was almost twice for boston too in the last 30 days boston has one loss and it is to detroit like they had been playing historically good basketball their point differential was like historically high and Cade and isaiah saved the day so before we go into what i want to talk about because we haven't talked about your Cade sit down on the pod since it happened i know it's old news but people i i have questions about how it went down like i know but i know that people want to know so let's get the basketball out of the way Let's start with let's start with Cade foul trouble. How much does it annoy you? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I would say, and, and I tried to ask him this nicely after the Boston win, but I was like, "Are you starting to sense that like Boston couldn't guard you? Are you starting to sense now that like the early foul trouble is like affecting results? Like I think they win the game if Cade's able to play the extra five minutes he normally does." If Cade gets an extra seven, eight, nine, ten minutes, first of all, he might have scored forty. Like yeah. it keeps disrupting his rhythm, which is what bothers me. And I know that you and I had like mentioned very briefly, I think just over text, we we're like, is it a rookie wall thing? I don't think it's a rookie wall thing because it's like he's just making dumb aggression frustration fouls. Like he's not Reach I don't in. think Yeah, like I don't think he's tired. And then it's like if you think he is, well it's like Look at his scoring output and look at how the efficiency with which he's doing it in certain select games recently. So, no, I don't really think it's a rookie wall thing. I just think I don't really know what the, the it's not lazy. I don't know what the word would be for, it, but it's really frustrating. Yeah, I think it's just like learning what you can and 
can't get away with at this level. Like maybe you can push your hand in the cookie jar in the Big 12 against Iowa State, but he's learning in the NBA. It's very likely you're going to get whistled for a foul because a lot of them are hand in the cookie jar um, type yeah, stuff. The one in transition, I think, in the fourth last night, which was I, th- I think it was his fifth foul that he picked up just because he didn't want Boston to get a free transition bucket. And it's yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah, just get, get, give up the points in that, in that situation. Go get three on the other end. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, been a, that's been a, it's been a talking point. I think it's something that he certainly has to work on. And Dwayne said it after the Boston game, like he's like, I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know, but like we need him not next to the coaches when it's tight and at the end of the game. Uh, so I think it's just something getting used to. I don't think it's going to be like a long-term issue, uh, but it definitely is. Like I thought the Celtics game was the first time it significant, like noticeably impacted, potentially impacted the result of the game. I think the craziest thing about Boston was that they only went eight deep and we still got killed. They still killed us. But I you wouldn't know say what? killed. Well, it was I'm, a good game for, until the final few minutes. For a team that only played eight guys. Yeah. And fair. you can't shoot the ball. You can't rebound. Like, the one thing that was refreshing in and the Boston. Be, and to be fair, the Pistons only play like how many NBA guys do they actually play? Well, that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're not wrong. And they were without Hami and Frank. $20,000. Is that how much he loses? That's how much Amadou got fined. Twenty grand. Did that come out? Yes. I missed that. Who tweeted that? I don't know. I just, I'll pay it for him. Um, <laughs> that's, how I'll spend, that's how I'll spend this money. I got you, Amadou. Uh, but before that, you had the Boston win and the Cleveland win. The Pistons hit their threes. They're actually hitting their shots yeah. for once. Now, look. Well, the Cleveland win, I don't think they did. But the Boston won. They shot like 54%. I want to say this, and I sent some text about it last night, and then I tweeted something about it too. Jason Tatum might be one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. He's fun to watch oh, when he's going. I mean, sure. 23-year-old, three all-stars, uh, can score on anybody in this league, the fluidity with which he plays. I love everything about him, and I so desperately want – and here's the thing – is you know the player that Boston needs to make it's not that Jalen and Jason don't work, but for the to shut those people up, you know what they need? A Cade. They need Cade. I mean, yeah. A lot of teams need Cade, but yeah, I see. No, what you're I know, I see but what you're it's like, like he would be the good bridge. He they need like a point guard, point guard. Like they need a guy who is a point guard, like Chris Paul. Like that's what they need. And you know the best point guard to this day that those two have played with is Kyrie. Like we can get our jokes off, but at the end of the day, it's true. It wasn't Kemba, it's not Schroeder, it's not Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart's damn good, and it sure as hell isn't Peyton Pritchard. Yeah. No. I can't believe Peyton Pritchard I can't believe the city of Detroit let Peyton Pritchard do that in Black History Month. I was talking to Vinny. I'm like, Flint wouldn't have allowed this. <laughs> Detroit, though. He's nice, though. He's one of those guys that I was just objectively wrong about. I didn't think we were going to get anything out of him, and and he proved me wrong immediately in his rookie year last year. Yeah, he had a good, he had a solid rookie year given the expectations. Did you have you ever seen Tatum in person? Uh, well, All Star game, I did. Yeah, that was he, the first time. He's bigger than people. I think I I don't know for sure, but I would imagine the general public doesn't realize how big Jason Tatum is. Like he's almost it, seven foot. It's his arms, I think. Yeah. It's his length that is just – it's like it, – it, it's the same thing with Robert Covington. If you look at Robert Covington, if he just puts his arms straight down, yeah. dude, his fingers go to, like, his knees. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Same with, like, Isaiah Beef Stew. Like, I don't know if – you have to see Isaiah Stewart, like, arms in person to understand how long his arms are. Sure, yeah. Um, let's talk about Bagley a little bit. I, I texted you last night. I said, am I allowed to say that he's been great? Sure, this was only, I think, his fourth game, but I think – Given what we were expecting and what we had had, I would say great isn't really – it's not to say that he's been a great player, but in terms of what his impact has been, yeah, I think it's been great. You said good. Yeah, that's fair. And that's fair. I, I, I was – knowing you for the year and some change that I have, I, I, I assumed your great meant like put him in, put him in uh, Springfield. No, I really like him though. I really I, love him. It's, and it's mainly because I think we've used him in the way that everybody's actually wanted him to be utilized. Um, and we're actually taking advantage of the mobility that he has, and I've really appreciated that. Yeah, he's good. He finds a way to get over that left shoulder. Everybody knows that's where he wants to go, and he still gets there. I would say everything he's doing does not feel like unsustainable. Like he's posting up, he's hitting the glass, he's getting lobs. Like he's not doing anything outside of the norm. He's not doing anything that he. 
I mean, is every shot going to go in every night? No, but like he's doing things that like you want him to do, and it's paying off. I think three of his four games in Detroit are double figure scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, he's doing everything that like when you think of Marvin Bagley, the the best of Mar- Marvin Bagley. That's that's it. Um, he's very bad defensively. I'll say that. So <laughs> the people that are doing the Isaiah Stewart thing, like should he start over Isaiah Stewart? Stop. Um, he's very good in his role off the bench right now scoring points for a bench unit that needs points and uh, doing it pretty efficiently. Yeah, he's been good. He had a sequence last night, albeit against Derek White, who is smaller. Also, Derek White being unlocked for the Celtics, which has inadvertently unlocked DeJounte Murray even more for the Spurs now that Derek White is gone, which has been wild. Um, He had a sequence Bagley did on the baseline against Derek White where he hit him with a little shimmy, then he turned around hit like a – I don't know if we're calling it a hook, a push, or a floater. I don't know what it was, but it went in the damn basket, and it was beautiful. And it was at that moment that I texted you and was like, Marvin Bagley might be great. Um, it does bother me a little bit that I was as right as I was about the Christian Wood thing, and now people are saying it's like Christian Wood 2.0, and I'm like, yep, told you're you. About, you're talking about, like, uh, reclamation projects yes. working yeah. out? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's – They don't play the same at all. I want to no. be clear. They don't, the returns no. – the early returns are positive. Let's, yeah, let's wait to see if it actually works, but it's it's the early returns are very positive. You're heading, you're heading toward being right. We – and the best part, and we talked about this when we in the post trade deadline pod, you can play him as much as you want. Not right now because he is officially out for the Charlotte game, has the sprained ankle. We don't know how long he's going to be out. But like because of the contract stipulation where he has to play X amount of minutes to be considered yeah, a starter yeah. or start this many games, it does, it's not going to matter. You can play him as much as you want. So we have unlimited Marvin Bagley for free. Yeah. And if you end up wanting to pay him, you can pay him, but you're not going to have to pay him that much because he doesn't play enough games. That's free. You, isn't that your like the twenty year? That's free. That's, that's free. free. <laughs> that's what that is. That's what we call that, folks, in the industry. Free. That's free. We talk about the bench scoring. We talk about people getting moved to the bench. Are we? Uh, okay. I was in, I was curious if we we're if you would have went transitioned to where I wanted to go next, we would have. This would have been the ultimate like synergy moment. But I don't think you're going to him. But go ahead. Killian Hayes. Nah, no, I wasn't going there. But go ahead. We'll go to my guy next. People did have a good point. I tweeted yesterday, I was after the first quarter, I think, I was mad that Killian just ate the ball as the clock ran out. And I was like, boo, field goal percentage savings club, boo, put the shot up. And people were like, his splits are bad enough. And I was like, (laughs) valid. Uh, But it still bothered me. One of my biggest pet peeves in the world is if you have sub two seconds and you don't throw up a heave, nothing makes me more angry. Yeah, I'm Uh, with you on that. That's selfish. The... Bench experiment for Killing Hayes. We are – has it been a month? I honestly don't know. How, I feel uh, yeah, like it's been longer been, than that. Yeah, yeah, it's at least been a month. At least been a month. How do you think it's going? Uh, he's been aggressive defensively, and it's he's had some really good defensive moments. And, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Do you want to talk about uh, – How do you think it's gone? A little bit better than that. Okay. But, yeah, I'm not mad at that. But I get what he's you're, Yeah, no, he's a he's really a, he was he hasn't been as aggressive as he was when he first got to the bench, um, in terms of driving and and such. But he's been really good defensively, really good, and, really good moments. But and the thing is, is we knew that though. I, we didn't question his ability to defend. We say this ad nauseum. Like, I I, I feel like is the Killian update that we're still waiting for an update. <laughs> in just in ter- you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, we'll move on to the yeah. podcast's favorite player. I want to talk about Sadiq actually a little bit. Okay. Wait, can we do who I want to talk about? Because I want to yeah. get your thoughts. I, I haven't checked the injury report today. I am not. The Pistons are playing in Charlotte. I did not make the trip to Charlotte. I will meet the team in D.C. on Tuesday, and I'm doing TC, D.C. and Toronto. So I'm not in Charlotte. I'm currently in La Casa de Trois. I have not checked the injury report yet. Is Frank Jackson playing? I don't think he is. Okay. What do you do about like this is I know people are going to laugh they might turn it off now like what do you do about Rodney Magruder when Frank Jackson comes back like Dwayne talks a lot about earning your minutes and and that stuff and I and he's also said like we're a young team like we're going to be pushing the youth but like you can't bench Rodney right now Yeah like, I, I mean I know people are like oh gosh here we go but like Rodney's been the dude shooting like 60% from 3 over his last like 33 point attempts I think it was uh Frank because Frank has been out for a little bit, and then he played for like a 
what, like two weeks and then missed a bunch of time before that too. And in like that little bubble that he came back, he was bad. Like he wasn't, he was, I think he shot a hair over like 25% from three, if not like 20, like he was not shooting the ball well. So if you're a Pistons team that is looking for scoring and more importantly, looking for efficiency, um, I no, I I don't think it's like you. I'm I'm not one of the people that you have to convince that Corey Joseph should play and that Rodney Magruder should play because I see value in that. So I don't yeah. I don't think it's inherently I, wrong. I, I guess my thing is like again I've I've been on the I, I think Frank's going to be a a part of the the future going forward and I don't think the slump is indicative. He's been Dwayne said he's been hurt all year like just dealing with random stuff, mm-hmm. but right now with how the roster is it's like you either play frank or you either play rodney um and rodney has done absolutely nothing to other than being over the age of 30 to not keep these minutes when frank returns like i'm very curious when frank does return how it shakes out yeah i don't know i don't think you're getting like I don't want people to think that we're saying that Rodney Magruder is this insane burst scorer off no, the bench. No, no, no. Like it's just like the optics of how well he's been playing. Right. It makes and it tough to sit him. Offensively, every few nights, I feel like he comes in and goes like three or four from three or something. Yeah. And, and I should the next say night, offensively, yes. He's been right. Playing well. the, the next night he'll go 0 of 1 and then maybe like 1 of 3 the next night. But then he's going to hit you with a 5 of 7 and then you're just kind of – you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I don't – I think in just in the principle of like – no, because Wayne always had more volume than that. So never yeah, mind. That Wayne would be had a bad more example. Volume. Yeah, that's a bad example. But uh, the the idea, the essence of what you're saying, is not wrong to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm just curious to see how it plays out. Unless he tries to find a way to play both of them, but then somebody would have to sit. And there's just this team went from like there's uh, on off ball. There's Corey. There's Hami. There's Josh. There's uh, Frank. And there's Rodney. To like now there's Frank. There's Rodney. There's Hami. So it's like it's a little bit slimmer pickings. Um, and I could see, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to come down to like obviously they're they're more invested in Frank. Um, but, again, what, when you're trying to – the optics of sitting this veteran who's been playing well is not really necessarily – like it's he's talking about earning your minutes all year. Like, well, Rodney's earned these minutes as it stands right now. So right. I'm curious to see how it goes. What do you want to talk about with Sadiq? Well, just in the just in the idea that like I've said a few times that with Sadiq this year, the more that he becomes comfortable with dribbling a few seconds out of the clock before actually deciding to do something with the ball and usually that's putting a shot up. Like I've started to feel a little bit more comfortable with that. Now it's important to note that just a shade under half of his attempts are coming off of the catch, like mm-hmm. zero dribbles, period. Um but it's not a rare occurrence at this point if we see, you know, five, six seconds come off the clock because Sadiq's trying to do something. He's giving somebody a jab. He's giving somebody a turn around the lane like he's doing something like that. I just want to say once again, even though it is the more he dribbles, the slightly – how do I articulate this? The more that Sadiq Bey dribbles, he becomes marginally less efficient. But I don't care because it's something that this season I'm – more than excited to see him try and i'm more than excited to see him take that leap which we started to see kind of in the summer league um but it makes me feel very confident moving forward that he could be i still stand by i like the idea of terrence mann being what i what we think sadiq bay is obviously middleton would be ideal but i think terrence mann is a little bit more realistic i'm just talking about just in in the the a, a stylistic approach is all that i'm saying with that can Terrence Mann shoot like he can't shoot like Sadiq? See, right? that's what I'm saying. Is I'm not talking about splits. You mean like I'm not role talking about in, role yes. in the team? Yes. Like, oh, I see what you're yes. saying. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Sadiq's still figuring it out. I think the team's still figuring it out. Um, obviously, he looked like a different player when Jeremy wasn't playing. Um, when he had more room to operate and more freedom to be free. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, uh, Sadiq's. At the very, at least, if you're a Pistons fan, you know like Sadiq's a good NBA player. Like you just don't know to what extent yet. Pretty, uh, pretty bad Jeremy game. Pretty yeah, not, it was not great. Good. It was not good. A little bit of a, a little bit of a stinker, if I do say so myself. That's fair. Does is there hostility in the arena? No, things have been pretty good because the team's been winning. <laughs> well, that's 
fair, yeah. I guess. You mean also, like towards ma- Jeremy? I mean towards anybody because you said uh, I think Killian has been, the most yeah. hostility in the arena. Hmm. Some of the things people blurt out is – I wonder if they'd say if they had uh, court row, uh, front row seats. Well, if it was Sada Baby, he would because Sada Baby doesn't like Killian. He does, I've heard he does not. Yeah, I've seen some clips. Yeah. All right, James. Let's talk about you. Did we talk about everything? Did we miss anything Pistons-wise? Covered Isaiah, Cade, trying to think. Marvin, oh, Sadiq, uh, Killian. People might want like an Isaiah Livers update or something. You got anything there? Uh, Dwayne said that they do want to get a look at him, and he's supposed to join the team, he believes, toward the end of this upcoming trip. So my guess is either the D.C. game or at least Toronto. You got any thoughts on Tyreek Evans working out with Milwaukee? You think that's cool? Uh, sure, that's cool. I was never a. I hated watching Tyreek Evans play. So really, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, draft thing. I said this yesterday. I'm. I, this is similar to my Terrence Mann, Sadiq Bay. I'm not saying they're the same player, like efficiency wise or anything like that. I see in Jaden Ivy the way that he approaches the prospect of scoring. It's just O.J. Mayo to me. And I don't mean that. I'm not saying he's O.J. Mayo. That's not my comparison. I'm just saying the way he scores reminds me of O.J. Mayo. Shout out to O.J. Mayo. You got anything Hope there? Well. Um, I haven't thought about O.J. Mayo when I watch him, but um, I don't. I, I see what you're saying. I, I like Ivy. I don't know if I like Ivy. I would go the. I would go front court. There's like three or four front court guys I like more than him, and then him, and then probably Ben Math. You would take Matherin over Ivy? No, no, no. I'm saying front court guys, Ivy, Ben. Oh, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I asked this to myself on the podcast, my solo one. I'll just ask you. You since did a great here. Thank you, James. It was not that great, but thank you. You did a good job. When the Pistons inevitably don't get the top pick again, because come on, are I won't we say look- again? Because they're coming off the top pick. Well, but we've not gotten it a lot of times yeah, before, sure. so, so that's sure. how I can okay. rationalize that. Technically, Fine. you were right, but whatever. Yeah. Are we looking at who's the best fit for Cade or the best player available? And is that ultimately going to end up probably being the same player? I think so. I think the best player with Cade, uh, that's the beauty of Cade, is pretty much anybody can play with Cade. Uh, but I also think the guys that you think about at the top of the draft, the Chet, the Paolo, the Jabari, uh, Keegan Murray, um, I think all those guys also fit well with Kate. Like, I just think anybody fits well with Kate. But I think, if, to answer your question, I think Detroit is still very much in the get the best player available. Like, if the best player available was a 6'6 ball handler named Schmade Schmunningham from Oklahoma, I think the Pistons would draft Schmade Schmunningham. I don't even have a response to that. That was just funny. Okay, yeah. I'm not really like – although I actually – I should have said this. I should have said this at the top. It's shame on me bringing up Jaden Ivey, not mentioning that he just lost. Spartan dogs. Ooh, they needed ooh. that one, man. It was, it's been a bad month. Woo. I think it's funny the most recent bracketology has us as a six seed with Alabama, which definitely tracks because Alabama is having the most insanely – like just the weirdest season yeah. in the world, and yeah. so are we. So it's like, yeah, that definitely tracks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell myself a little bit. I didn't know that Providence was sweet this year. I had heard a little – I hadn't watched them much, but I knew that they were like doing some things. I'd seen mm. – I'd read some stuff on them. Are you excited at all for March Madness? Because as the Pistons season kind of winds down around them, it's around then, it's kind of like it's this other thing for you to pay attention to. You know, we got Selection Sunday in two weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited from just a simply, like, it's hoops, and I'm a hoops junkie. Uh, I'm not exactly excited about the prospect of Michigan State doing anything significant, no. I hope they play in Vegas because I might be in Vegas for the first weekend of the tournament. That'd be tight. That would be super sweet. Get to go get go see Max Christie. Have you ever been to a state game? I have never. I, the only time I've ever been to Breslin was for my brother's graduation from high school. That's where Howell did their graduation? We had a big school, dude. Yeah, that's true. Really big school. Yeah. That would be, and that's um, not that far. 
Yeah, no, it's like about a 30-minute drive. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to a Michigan State basketball game, ever. I've been to a Michigan basketball game. I've been to Chrysler Center. watched them play Penn State a few years ago as Xavier Simpson. Go. But I haven't been that'd to, be fun. I haven't been to Breslin as a fan since freshman year at college. Like, every time I go, it's either to cover uh, a game. The Pistons had camp there. Uh, high school sports. When I, like, I haven't been as a fan. Like where Wow, I'm, so that was, what, Mateen? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2014. <laughs> or no, 2010 was my freshman year. So that would have been like Raymar Morgan, Darrell Summers. No, they were they left right before I got there. Uh, this is like Delvon Rowe was on that team. I know Delvon Rowe, Draymond Green, Keith. I came in with Keith Keith Appling. That's Russell right. Burr I knew that. Okay, yeah. and Alex Gauna and Adrian Payne. I came in with those guys. Alex Gauna. Lansing's, wow. Lansing's finest. Wow. What a drop that is. Alrighty, folks. Uh, we're gonna move on. I'm taking this over. Okay. You, you sat with Cade. You did. first of all, you did a phenomenal job. Thank it was you. it was very how should I say it? It was on brand interview for buckets. And a little on brand for like new Nick, but like old Nick didn't cuss like ever. Remember that was like a thing? Like my grandma listens. I did. You know I did. I just didn't do it on camera. No, I know. But and then to, moving here, I was just like, whatever, dude. To ha- yeah, no, I get it. It was very good. Um, I, can I tell you my favorite question? Yes. Uh, my favorite question. Oh, thank you for bringing me up in the Kate interview. Had to. That was dope. That was cool Had of you. Had to. Uh, I did it off camera, too, because like I said, it was very clear. Like I, I literally said in the video, I was like, remember when the cameras were off? And I said, so that was proof I also brought you up off camera. Thank you. Um, my favorite question because I I think it was a fair question, and me and you have talked about it before. When you asked about Troy sitting there, press conference of selecting Cade, and somebody asked, I don't remember who asked him, when did you know Cade was when did you know Cade was the pick? And Troy said, Was it this morning or yesterday morning or it was something? This morning, the morning yeah. of the draft. Yeah. As a competitor, of course, you want as Kate said in your interview, like yeah, you want you feel like you're the best, and you want it to be known for it's not you don't want it to be a question. And I liked his response. I, you could see it in his face when you asked him that it certainly, I wouldn't say bothered him, like it like personally like bothered like he holds a vendetta against Troy. Like I know he doesn't like they're I see them they're close, but you could see that like as, I you could see it in his face that he took himself back to when all that was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I can't believe they thought these guys might be as good as me. Like, you could see it in his face when you asked him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so that one. Uh, and his response was great, where he said, that's a tough decision. That's a that's a, that's a a massive decision for Troy. Like, yeah. I, I, like I, he, he, he answered it very Cade-like, which was He said that he was perfect. like, I'm a, I'm a very prideful person, so part of me was like, why are you thinking so hard about this? But to, he flipped it so it was like. Um, he was like, you know, I know a lot of people count on Troy to do his job. So, like, yeah, he has to do that. And I, yeah. I totally get it. Uh, that question. So the week up leading up to it, we had to submit some preliminary questions to Cade's team to make sure they knew I wasn't going to, like, ambush him and try to put him on the spot and get him to say something, get him in trouble. Um, so just so they could look over it and green light it. I didn't know that. And so all the questions I had were up in my head. So they had just sent over uh, some random list of questions that I asked zero of them. <laughs> so you pulled um, the rope it up. Uh, yeah, I did. But they ended up, I was told that his team, quote, loved it. So it's fine. All right, good. But when I did end up actually writing all my questions down, I had them color coded. They were green for this is getting asked no matter what, yellow for eh, see how the interview is going. And if it feels right, you can ask that. And then red was don't ask or if you have time. The Troy question was yellow because I really wanted to know, but I was like, if it's if the vibes are weird, I'm not going to just throw out this question that kind of puts him on the spot. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I also don't like when we were just we were just talking, and what was really nice is there was probably like 15 people in the room, mm-hmm. um, excluding us. But the lights were so bright that I couldn't tell. So it was, I felt fine. Like I felt comfortable. Like I was like, okay, this is just me and him. Cause obviously I've never been in a setting like this before. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. I didn't, 
this is the one thing I have to say. I know a lot of people. I know you're probably going to ask this. Like, people are waiting to hear the fangirl story. I'm very sorry to say that that never happened. I you're didn't. A professional now. Like, yeah. I <laughs> like no, but yeah. Like, I. He's just a guy. I. I didn't freak out. Like, there was part of me. During the interview, I was blacking out a little bit. I don't remember all of it, but at the end, when we handed him the laptop so he could watch my lottery reaction, yeah, and it was just a pause where I'm just letting him watch it and not saying anything, I kind of, like, looked down and then, like, looked up at him watching it and was like, whoa. <laughs> there was, okay, like, a... Cunningham's not only on my basketball team. He's right next to me. <laughs> he's right next to me, and he's watching my reaction to me finding out that we're going to have. So there was about a five second window where I was kind of like, Oh my God. Um, I'm surprised he had never seen that video. Like I know that was the whole shtick of, I was supposed to show him that video, but I'm surprised he had never seen it. Yeah. I mean, I, I asked him, I was like, I go, you're not really online. He's like, no, not really. Like I know he uses IG and we found out that he uses IG because he posted on his story. Yep. The dude hadn't been out of the building for five minutes. Like, he had just gotten in the car. And we were scolding some people because we were, like, trying to do some damage control because we were like, hey, stop posting about this on your Instagram story. This is, like, a super secret thing. And then one of my producers shows me his phone, and it's Cade's story. And we were like, oh, my God. But then we were like, look, first of all, I'm not tagged. Uh, I was like, unless people are going to do some detective work, I found out very shortly that people were doing detective work. I also posted it on our BNC Twitter. And, and at that point. And then I quote tweeted it to my <laughs> 25,000 followers. And at that point, we were like, look, if anyone was going to let the cat out of the bag, Cade's fine. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I also, I didn't reply to anything. I wasn't liking any of the tweets because I didn't want to acknowledge that I was seeing what was happening, but it was very like, th- honestly, that just made it tougher. That just made it so much more difficult uh, to not be allowed to say anything. And it had been weeks, yeah. weeks, I mean, weeks that I couldn't say anything about that. So it was tough. How and many then, views is the video? I haven't, I actually oh, haven't watched the YouTube. I got the, you sent me the early link. I haven't watched yeah. it on YouTube. Uh, I never will. I, it's probably around 50 right now. It's not performing as, as well as I wanted 50, it to. 50,000? Yeah. I mean, that's... Um, there's, a, there's a million variables that go into it, and I understand why. It'll, yeah, it'll yeah. get where it needs to be over time. But here's the fun fact. I'm going to let everybody in on a fun fact about a player that was supposed to do something with us and bailed. Do I, I don't even know this. You do not know this. Can I guess who? Yes. Is he a rookie as well? Yes, just Jaylen leave it Green. there. Just leave it there. Because you threw shots at Jalen Green in the interview. I did, but it's not Jalen Green. Just oh. it. I'll just the hint going into this will be yes, it is a rookie. Okay, I can't wait till we like hit end recording and the first thing you say, yeah, it was Jalen Green. No, because I'm gonna say who it was. Oh, you are gonna say. Let, it. Okay, let me sorry, tell go the ahead. damn story. Good. So I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, go ahead. I'm just joking. I about three months ago, if that, maybe a little bit sh- sooner than that was unprompted sent a message over Slack. The message said, uh, Davion Mitchell, Cole Anthony, Cam Johnson, who do you want? And I was like, uh, Cam Johnson would be the best, but Davion, because I have better material for him. And they were like, cool. About a month later, I learned that they were hiding, and that was for All-Star. Who was the middle one? Davion, Cole Anthony, Cam Johnson. Okay. I learned, and they were trying to get one of them for me for All Star. Yeah, I learned a month later that they were hiding from me that Cade was on the table, rightfully so, because they didn't want to get my hopes up. And I was yeah. like, valid. So the plan was still Davion. Well, <laughs> then we booked Cade, <laughs> and we booked Davion. So we were like, okay, how do we navigate this? So I got Cade, rightfully so. And then two of my coworkers here, uh, Sean Yu and Zach Schwartz, were doing a live watch party uh, during the All-Star game. And they were having all their famous friends come in. And the big get was at halftime, Davion Mitchell was going to join the show. What a big get. 
keep in mind, this is obviously during the All-Star game, so I'm in Cleveland at the game not paying attention. I'm not – I know that they're doing the stream, but I'm not watching it because I'm at the game. Yeah. Davion big-timed them. <laughs> what do you do? Didn't show up. Oh, like they actually didn't get him. So his team was contacting us, and they're like, "Yeah, Davion is like Went to somewhere warm. He didn't, he didn't well, stay he, another they, night in Cleveland. Duh. Literally, they were like, he's like, because he was just supposed to join over Zoom. So they were like, oh yeah, he's downloading it now, and then oh. he wasn't joining. And then like ten minutes later, they're like, yeah, he's saying he's having like Wi-Fi issues. So, uh, <laughs> essentially, what we assume happened was Davion was like, eh, this isn't really worth my time, even though I got paid." And I'm going to dip or he like tuned in and saw what was happening in the stream and was like this. I don't want to be in this and then just didn't join. So either way, Davion Mitchell owes us an interview. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what happened. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Shout out to Davion uh, Mitchell. Can I ask you a few more questions? Yes. What did you learn about Cade that you didn't know previously from obviously watching him, watching his interviews, reading me and stuff like that what did you learn he's, that you didn't? he's good man yeah when he goes which camera dude he's yeah. so good that like, was good it was unprompted too like you were yes. getting ready to say which camera? You were, he got you that was good he killed that That's, i was like will you do me because i like looked over at the camera i was like will you do me a favor which camera like you you like see in the interviews that you guys do the post game everything that you see we know how media trained Cade is, but until you are sitting next to him and he like does something like that, yeah, um, he's really also, good off the ca- like he's good on the camera. He's really good off the camera. He's also funny. Yes, like he's just a funny dude. And I'm like sitting there like it's wild that you're 20. It's, yeah, we say that a lot. Like he's mature, very mature. Good kid. I enjoy Big covering dude. him. Big dude. Tall. Yeah, tall. <laughs> very big dude. Uh. You are going to be so proud of me. Why? How many times did Cade and I dap? Three. On the money. How many of them did I mess up? Zero. Zero. Shout out to you. And we did two different ones, too. So that's how, so. here's what my strategy was. For those of you who don't know, um, shout out to Bomani Jones because this is a Two Americas moment. Yeah. So dap etiquette is something that James and I have talked about before. Yep. So here's what my approach was. I wasn't worried about the interview. I was worried about the dap. And my biggest concern was that he was going to key and peel me. I was like, if he's dapping everybody else and then shakes my hand, I'm going to be like, oh, no. Yeah. So so I was like, I waited for two people. Wait, is the key and peel thing because you're white? He yes. shook your hand? That's funny. Yes, yes. I waited him to dap two people to see what one they're doing. Yeah. And then I got into line and I was third and I didn't mess it up. Good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Do you think did did Cade say he enjoyed the interview? Like I know you heard from his people, but like did he what did he like what were his parting words to you? He uh the I mean He's like James is my favorite reporter. <laughs> as soon as we I we cut the cameras, he just like leaned over and Dapped me, yeah. He was like, he was like, he was like, good shit, man. Well, he said good looks, or I don't remember what he said, yeah. but yeah, no, appreciate was, you. I'm sure yeah, and, and then you. when we were done, he like dapped me first. So yeah, no, he he definitely enjoyed it. I, I also just want to say, all you have to do is watch it, and you'll see that he definitely. I'm not saying that to you. No, he definitely like, had a good time. Definitely did. Uh, you were good with the bubble question. I didn't understand what that meant when you texted it to me. I'm like, what the hell does green bubbles mean? Like, what do hey bubbles man, mean? I know what he, you meant. So, now, once I saw the interview, I understood it. So going into it, it was basically a conversation of uh, how do we break him down and how do we get him to switch out of media mode? Yeah. Um, and in a lighthearted way, of course. And that's when I came up with the your index finger has more career ejections than Dikembe Mutombo. Somebody asked me, they're like, like, where did they find that stat? I was like, I made it up. I don't know if it's true. I just knew it would get a laugh out of him, yeah. and that would be a good way to start. And then leading with, do you want to start with a good question or a bad question? I knew if he said bad question, it's a wrap. Yeah. And no hesitation, he said bad question, and I was like, I got him. Yeah. I was like, I got him. I almost – it was going to be funny. If they had beat Boston – because we haven't – yesterday – or Boston game was the first time we talked to Kate since the break return. 
had they won that game, and I really contemplated it. I was going to open the press conference. It's like, you're the number one pick. Like, what are the expectations? Like, I was going to do it. <laughs> but I also, like, didn't – like, one, I was like, pre- like a post game is not the time and place to joke around like that just because Fox- Valley Sports Detroit, like, they got to get their stuff, whatever. And I was like, I wonder if he'll get the reference. But I'm I'm sure he would and because he knows – he made the connection – obviously knows the connection between me and you. I thought of – I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it out of practice. Either do that or just be like, Kay, do you want to start today with a good question or a bad question? That's a good one, too. I'm going to do the the one, the question he hates, though. Especially, like, for me, who has been around him since he literally entered the league. The sure. moment he would, like, that question, I've heard that question being asked every time he gets it asked. That's the thing. I wasn't sending, I wasn't, that was not a shot at anyone in particular. It's every Oh, yeah, number, we, we have, we as a collective uh, Pistons beat crew, we have beef with you. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> You're, and it's mainly just me. I haven't talked to the other guys about it. I felt like that was a prime moment for you to rep the Pistons beat writers. And you lumped us in with the rest of the media. Because Cade would have agreed with you that we we don't ask those questions. That Well, I should say. We know The it. three of us who travel and are around him all the time, and we don't ask those questions. It's the people from the other cities. It's the national media. You threw shots at your boy before you I, gave your boy some love. I threw so I shots at people I... that ask bad questions. If you lump yourself in with people who ask bad questions, that's a you problem. No. The, the exact wording was... Have you asked Cade? You were like, we, you, we were like, we watch these post-game interviews. Yeah. That was, that was more that's so us. just... No, no, no. That was more so a note just to be like, I watch everything that you do. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just messing with you. So Cleveland was great, though, is the thing. Just moving on. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go. Oh, so cold. I Rocket, was also, I was also Rocket. in L.A. for two days. What? Yeah, well, my girl had never been. So we went to L.A. for two days. You were here? Yeah, but you weren't. Oh, it was when I was in Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Where'd you guys be? Where, where, where'd you guys be? Where'd you guys stay? JW. Some okay. Light, some light in uh. LA Live, went to the beach, kicked sure. it, got some Roscoe's. Oh, did you really? TJF Fridays. That's too bad. Uh, Cleveland was cool. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is essentially just a bank. Just looks like a bank. Mm. From the, the exterior of that yeah. arena, it's just a square. Yeah, yeah. That's not. I'm not mad at that. Have you seen the giant like cause figure that they have in there? Yes. The hell is that? Yeah, Cle- Cleveland's weird. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're from Cleveland. No, it's cool. Like, I I actually really loved that arena. It's just, I don't know if Dan Gilbert, if that's like a StockX thing, he just wanted a big cause figure in there. It's just like towering for yeah. no reason. Well, he owns, um, I think he owns StockX. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, and there's a big cause uh, statue out in Marcius Park, Campus Marcius in Detroit where StockX is. Oh, my X God, is. you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I think so that's that just is- part of the shit. It's the I almost said the Dan Campbell. It's the Dan Gilbert stamp. Yeah. Uh, Where'd had, you stay in Cleveland? I we just had an Airbnb. Um, oh, okay, some talk your shit then. Oh, Mansion? it was crazy. It man, it was. It was the buckets house. It was the buckets. <laughs> Is that where the interview was done? No. So we rented out a studio. Which get this complete coincidence on the same block as the Airbnb. Which which was which was yeah. just in the middle of some residential neighborhood in downtown Cleveland. Um definitely had like Midwest vibes. Like I was like, Yeah, this is a city in the Midwest. It looks like every other city in the Midwest to me. Yeah. Um the my the, the real problem was my flight. I flew from LA to Newark for a two hour layover and then flew to Cleveland. I assume you didn't fly Delta. I flew United. And that's you don't listen to me. I woke up and saw the Pacific. By the time I went to sleep, I had seen the Atlantic. But I had never seen New York before, which was real cool. I had never seen it before. So flying in, you know, just across oh, yeah. the river in Jersey, yeah, never yeah. seen it before. So that was worth it. On my flight home, I had to fly to San Francisco for an hour and then fly back down to L.A. Never seen any part of California that isn't Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. seeing the Golden Gate Bridge and Alcatraz, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to do the Alcatraz tour. I've been wanting to do that. I don't know you how gotta, it is with COVID, but I'm going to do it next year. You have to book that so far in advance. Like, you have to book that now. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I've been wanting to do it. I'm going to do it. 
Because it's well, it. you well, you can't though, because you don't know when the schedule is. You don't know when you're going to be in NorCal. Yeah, it's true. So you'll have to wait when the when the schedule comes out, and then see if it times up, or just do it over the summer. See if you can book it over the summer. Yeah, that's it. a good call. I'm going to do it. Um, I want to see the I want to see the Redwoods. Go ahead. In in Denver. No, the Redwoods in California. The trees. Oh, the Redwoods. What am I thinking of? What's that? In- oh, Red Rock. The Rockies? Red Rock. Oh, oh, Red Rock is, is, is in- my favorite venue that I've never been to before. Super cool. Yeah, I've been yeah. there a few times. Um, all right, last. In- oh, most famous person you saw, like, not just, like, on the court. Like, did you see, like, were you walk- did you brush shoulders with uh, Kobe Altman. You're a sick individual. You're I- more I- famous than Kobe Altman. Couldn't have made it up. I That's saw the Kobe most Altman famous and- person you saw. Um, I guarantee you have more uh, followers than Kobe Altman. I don't know, dude. Did I, you he also see Jordan. To, well, I mean, I saw him only at halftime, only on the floor. Yeah, Shaq. Uh, I saw Dirk. Yeah, that's he was just walking. He was just than Kobe Altman. He was just walking around. So you didn't like? Cool. You didn't see any celebs? No, I I missed MGK at a gas station though. I walked in as he left. And what? then I was like, I don't care about this man. When he was on stage, I was like, boo. I got to tell you something. Not like the halftime performance, but whenever, whatever you're going to want to call it. On Saturday night, when Khaled brought all, the, all those people out, I was losing my mind. Baby comes out, crazy. Mary J. Blige comes out, that's cool. Uh, you got uh, Gunna comes out, yeah, that's cool, I guess. Wayne comes out, that's cool. But you know who I lost my mind over the hardest? Who? Ludicrous. Oh yeah, the most underrated. Ooh. People forget how nice Luda was, like because he went Ooh. on to do movies and all that stuff. Luda, Luda is probably the most underrated, like mainstream rapper of all time. I was like smiling the whole time, like wow, that's really cool. Like I'm watching these people perform, but when Ludacris came out, like an involuntary physical reaction yeah. happened, where I was like, Ludacris, oh my god, I love you. I don't even love him that much. It was I just do. like. Just like seeing him was so surreal. Roll out to this day. You put on roll out in any scenario, you feel mm. better. That beat is just so hard. Dun, 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 dun. Speaking of rappers, I have to throw this out there. We secured the Babytron follow. You did. And sorry, yes. I secured the Babytron follow back. I don't want it. And yeah, you don't care. You're indifferent. Yeah. Uh I kinda wanna ask if no, Babytron wants to do the show. What show buckets? You should ask. No, B and C. You don't want ba- you don't want Baby Tron on the show. I want Baby Tron on the show. I don't know. I wouldn't have anything to ask him. You can just sit back and watch me do my m- watch me work, man. If you yeah, you should reach out. If you can get Baby Tron, I'll sit that one out. I'm gonna tell you something. I was in a store yesterday. I'm not gonna say what store that was. I'm not gonna say where I, I was. Tweeted it. So just and then me. I deleted it. Oh, did you? Okay. I was wondering why you didn't respond to, did you get me a pair? No, because it was three grand. And? Do you know who you are? <laughs> yeah, but not everybody else does. Hold on. <laughs> not everybody else knows. Uh, the the pair that Cade was wearing. So here's what happened of buffs. Here's here's how it went. Do you have them I went you? out. No, I don't have them with me because I don't have them yet. I'm getting them tinted. Okay. Um, so I can't get them for a few days. I... Go out yesterday because I was like, I'm going to get something cool for myself. As you should. So I'm like, I thought about going down to Rodeo and just going to like all the crazy places, you know? Yeah. I, somebody told me that and they were like, you should like just walk down Rodeo and act like you can afford to shop at all the stores. I was like, act like? <laughs> uh, Check this uh, recent deposit. <laughs> <laughs> so too long didn't read. I'm in this sunglasses store. And this guy goes, he was like, can I recommend a pair to you? And I'm about 60 milligrams in, and I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And he goes, uh, he goes, this pair right here. And he points to a pair that look exactly like buffs, but they're not buffs, and they're not Cartier. They're just like the $30 versions of them. Yeah. And I look at him, I go, you know, it's funny, dude. I go, there's a pair exactly like that, but they're Cartier with the buffalo wood on the sides. I go, that's the pair. That's like my dream pair. He goes, he like looks at me kind of funny, and he goes, the Cartier ones? And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's a, I was like, yeah, it's like a Detroit thing. I'm from Michigan. And that's like, that's like what I need in my life. I want a pair of buffs really bad. And he was like, 
I'm pretty sure we have the pair that you're talking about. And I was like, what? He goes, no one has ever asked about this ever. <laughs> and I was like, what? So he's like, follow me. So we like walk to this like closet yeah. with like just this insane display of sunglasses. And he like takes out this case and he opens them. He goes, these. And there's just one pair of like my dream buffs That's in crazy. his hands. That's crazy. And I go, he goes, he goes, you can try them on if you want. I go, are you serious? He goes, yeah, of course. So I put them on. He goes, you can also lower your mask because there was a mirror. I go, and I like look at him. And I was like, thank you. So I like lower my mask and I'm looking at myself I'm like, oh my God, I'm wearing a pair of buffs. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I look at the price tag because he is, I go, how much are they? And he kind of looks at me and like gives me a face. He goes over a grand. I go, that's fine. I don't care. I go, I was like, I was like, I was like money right now is not an object. Tell me how much they are and I will buy them. Uh, I look at them and they were three grand and I was like, I bet you could have talked them down because nobody's asked about them. So here's the thing. He said, no one has ever tried them on or knows that they're even there. No one's ever asked about them. I thought about commenting on that and I was like, or you're just a really good salesperson. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's LA. Were you on Rodeo? No, I was in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. So that's Are why you sure I was... they're real. Have you done the author, author, how do you say that word? Authentic. The authenticity check, Auth- the, yeah. the authentic check. Authentication um, check. This distributor, I do not question. Okay. So this week, at some point, I should have a pair of buffs. No promises. You're still on the show <sighs> next week. James, I'm going to feel so good when I put those things on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry that we strayed away from the topics at hand a little no, bit today. We, got, we get our Pistons talk up top. People want to know about the Cade interview. It's a good episode. I'm trying We're to back. think. The one thing I do feel good about is um, I asked every single question I felt like I needed to know. There are some things where, like, I'd love to ask him, like, who's the ideal player that you want to play with? Like, what does that guy look like? And he ends up describing Miles Bridges. Like, I wanted to ask him something like that, but for the most part, I got we got Baby Tron. We asked about the teal, straight. We asked which about peanut butter and jelly, as I've which, uh, as I said a few years ago that they were coming back next year. They're back. It is funny that everybody's. I've gotten a bunch of tweets that are like, "Oh, you look, you got him to do it," and I'm like, "No, this has been in the cards for a while." Yeah, it takes years for that stuff. Yeah, shout out Big Sean. Uh, no. Uh, thank you for loving. Thank you for doing anything we're doing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review. Subscribe if you're feeling generous. Even if you're watching the listening to this, li- li- <clears throat> we will. Don't forget we're on guy. the athletic too. Can I tell you something? I was on. I was in the car the other day coming home from the airport, and I specifically listened to it on the athletic app just because I wanted to be like, "Whoa!" That's all I've done since it dropped. Yeah, I space it. I forget. I forget. Yeah. It's a. It's a dream. I can't believe this is my life, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very, very much for listening. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.